the Bible Study Podcast, episode 521. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Samuel 27. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. If you're keeping track at home, you may notice we have skipped over 1 Samuel 26 because it's in a case where David finds himself in a situation where he can take the life of Saul in a cave and he doesn't. So I think we've already heard that story. If you want to hear that again, just go listen to the episode we did two weeks ago and listen to that again, and you'll basically get the same story. Again, Saul is after David. Again, David gets a chance to kill him. He's basically right by him while Saul is asleep inside his camp, and he takes his spear and then shouts to Saul, see, I could have killed you, and I didn't. And this is the second and final time that story happens. Now, 1 Samuel 27 is a little different. 1 Samuel 27 finds David among the Philistines. But David thought to himself, One of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. So David and the 600 men with him left and went over to Achish, son of Maok, king of Gath. David and his men settled in Gath with Achish. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, the widow of Nabal. When Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be assigned to me in one of the country towns that I may live there. Why should your servant live in the royal city with you? So on that day, Achish led him to Ziklag, and it has belonged to the kings of Judah ever since. David lived in Philistine territory for a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and raided the Jeshurites, the Gizarites, and the Amalekites. From ancient times, these people had lived in the land extending to the Shur and Egypt. Whenever David attacked an area, he did not leave a man or woman alive, but took sheep and cattle, donkeys and camels and clothes. Then he returned to Achish. When, it, when Achish asked, where did you go raiding today? David would say, against the Negev of Judah or against the Negev of Jeremiel, against the Negev of the Kenites. He did not leave a man or woman alive to be brought to Gath, for he thought they might inform on us and say, this is what David did. And such was his practice as long as he lived in Philistine territory. Achish trusted David and said to himself, he has become so obnoxious to his people, the Israelites, that he will be my servant for life. Now, Achish was wrong. (laughs) What he did not know was that David was lying to him. He did not know that David was telling him he was raiding Judah, basically. He was telling him he was raiding Israel, and yet he wasn't. He was raiding the other people, but he was leading him to believe. He was lying to him and telling him that he was raiding his own people. Because David is in the land of his enemies. David is not going to be living with the Philistines forever. David is still the one who slayed the tens of thousands when they fought the Philistines. So probably trusting David was not a wise move, and David will fight the Philistines again. But for this time, for this year and four months, he is living in the land of his enemy because his king is trying to kill him. 
Continuing on into 1 Samuel 28, this is a more interesting part that I want to get to today. In those days, the Philistines gathered their forces to fight against Israel. Achish said to David, you must understand that you and your men will accompany me in the army. David said, then you will see for yourself what your servant can do. Achish replied, very well, I will make you my bodyguard for life. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritualists from the land. The Philistines assembled and came and set up camp at Shinnom, where Saul had gathered all Israel and set up camp at Gilboa. When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid. Terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. Saul then said to his attendants, Find me a woman who is a medium, so I may go and inquire of her. There is one in Endor, they said. So Saul disguised himself, putting on clothes, and at night he and two men went to the woman. Consult a spirit for me, he said, and bring up for me the one I name. But the woman said to him, Surely you know what Saul has done. He has cut off the mediums and spiritualists from the land. Why have you set a trap for my life to bring about my death? Saul swore to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. Then the woman asked, Whom shall I bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried at the top of her voice and said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, Don't be afraid. What do you see? The woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming up out of the earth. What does he look like? He asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. Then Saul knew it was Samuel, and he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am in great distress, Saul said. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has departed from me. He no longer answers me, either by prophets or by dreams. So I called on you to tell me what to do. Samuel said, Why do you consult me now that the Lord has departed from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbors, to David. Because you did not obey the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites, the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will deliver both Israel and you into the hands of the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground, filled with fear because of Samuel's words. His strength was gone, for he had eaten nothing all day and all that night. When the woman came to Saul and saw that he was greatly shaken, she said, Look, your servant has obeyed you. I took my life in my hands and did what you told me to do. Now please listen to your servant and let me get you some food so that you may eat and have the strength to go on your way. He refused and said, I will not eat. But his men joined the woman in urging him, and he listened to them. He got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had a fattened calf at the house, which she butchered at once. She took some flour, kneaded it, and baked bread without yeast. Then she set it before Saul and his men, and they ate. That same night, they got up and left. Saul's story, you may guess, is winding down, and he just learned that. He just learned that from Samuel, even though Samuel is dead. And so he goes to visit a medium, and 
the thing to understand is that he is the one who outlawed mediums, and he did because the law of the Old Testament outlaws mediums. It outlaws going to these people. It's outlaws going to anyone except for God for answers. But God has turned his back on Saul. So he doesn't get dreams. The prophets won't talk to him, and he can't even throw the urim and the thum and find out what God wants. And so he breaks his own law, a law that holds the penalty of death, which is the Old Testament penalty for spiritualism, for seeking wisdom from spirits. And the penalty we need to understand is not because the Old Testament feels there is no power there, but there is no power there aligned with God. This is something that is against the will of God. And so he is breaking God's law by doing this. So he calls up Samuel of all people, Samuel, who he hasn't listened to in life, Samuel, who is now dead. And Samuel says, what do you, what do you want from me? Why, why are you bothering me now? I told you this was going to happen. I told you when you didn't obey God, when you didn't destroy the Amalekites, when instead you kept them around because you kept the best of their goods and made up some flimsy story about, oh, no, no, we were going to sacrifice it. I told you then your kingdom would be torn from you, and it's going to happen, and it's going to happen tomorrow. That is not good news. But this whole story has been leading here now for a series of chapters Right, This whole thing with chasing David is really just a sideshow to this story. You were unfaithful to God. He, t- he has turned his back on you. And therefore, the kingdom was given to someone who will be faithful. And think about the contrast here between David's actions in that chapter we skipped over and Saul's actions here. David is being chased by the king and can end his problem by killing the king who is at his mercy and doesn't because it's wrong. Saul, who has created his own problems, breaks his own law and does the wrong thing and finds out even worse news. David is trying to do the right thing even when it's inconvenient. Saul, when he finds that the right thing is inconvenient, goes ahead and does something else. David and Saul have two different hearts. This is the reason why God has turned his back on Saul and has turned towards David. Because this is someone he can work with. This is not someone who is perfect, as we will see going forward. But David is wholehearted. And Saul is half-hearted. And his story is winding down. And we'll do that next week. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.